Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, it's Mark from The Mark Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to The Mark Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's The Mark Show. First hour of the Mark K Show starts now. This is it, man. This is it. This is the final countdown. This is the final day. Uh, if you're not yet registered to vote in Florida, it's, it's today, right? This is the final. That's what I've been hearing everywhere. That's what I've been hearing, too. Until like min- you have till midnight tonight or something. To uh, The census goes through the end of October, but you've only got till midnight tonight, apparently. If you're not yet registered to vote in the state of Florida... Then, uh, then you, you've got to get it done. And hopefully, now here's what I'm excited. I've been registered to vote in Florida since I moved here 14 years ago. But the fact of the matter, I'm just excited because I hope now every time I go on Instagram and Facebook, there won't be that little message that says, did you remember to register to vote or you can still register in Florida, Mark? Because, you know, they know everything about you. They know where you live. They know uh, what state you're in. They know if you're registered or not. They know your hair color. They know if you've been naughty. They know if you've been nice. All that kind of. They know more about you on social media than you probably know about yourselves. In fact, they know what I was doing on this. They knew. If you ask Facebook, what was Mark K doing four years ago today? They know that I was taking my son to get a haircut and they're showing me a picture of it. And I'll be honest with you, I, I don't even remember. I don't even remember getting my son's haircut four years ago today. But Facebook, but that social media knows. And that's kind of scary. 855-765-1045. Now, something else exciting that happens today is, man, I got to what a weekend, by the way. Holy cow. What the weekend went so quick. It was so rainy, uh, but also a lot of really exciting things happened. And today, today, I don't know if you heard about this, but today the Trump campaign is launching Operation MAGA. Operation MAGA. It kicks off today to keep the Trump campaign at full speed. Did you get this notice? I got this email on uh, October 3rd. One with that was two days ago. And I, I got really excited and I got really jazzed. And a couple of reasons for it. Number one, because it's a cool name, Operation MAGA. It's way better than, you know, like the No Malarkey Express. That's not that's not a that's not a cool name. But you know, Operation Mag is a, a super cool name. And also it goes to show that when a lot of people think the Trump campaign will be slowing down or or or, you know, losing steam because the president is currently under isolation and being treated at Walter Reed Hospital. No, it's doing the opposite. The Trump train keeps trucking along. So here's the official release about Operation MAGA. President Trump's re-election campaign today announced the launch of Operation MAGA, a full marshalling of top-level surrogates, campaign coalitions, and Trump supporters to rally behind the president and carry the campaign forward until the president returns to the trail. Vice President Mike Pence will make in-person campaign appearances in key states, as will first family members Donald J. Trump Jr., Eric Trump and Laura Trump. The campaign will host virtual events until the vice presidential debate on October 7th, when the in-person events will commence. Operation MAGA will fire up the entire MAGA universe to keep President Trump's campaign at full speed until our commander in chief returns to the campaign trail said Bill Stepien, Trump 2020 campaign manager, who also happens to be quarantined at the moment. Vice President Mike Pence debate on October 7th when the in-person event happening. Why am I hearing myself? That's weird. Uh, All right, let's pick up where we left. Vice President Mike Pence, the first family, our coalitions and our grassroots supporters will be out in full force to show the real enthusiasm behind the president's reelection and to show we're working as hard as he always does. We also encourage all of the president's supporters to pick up the banner themselves by volunteering in our grassroots Army for Trump. 
flying their Trump flags, putting out more yard signs and wearing their MAGA gear proudly. This is I'm telling you, man, this is I don't know. I don't know if this is something that is like serendipitous to the campaign. I don't know if this is something that maybe they planned for the president to get to get COVID-19 so they could they could kick off Operation MAGA. But it as soon as this email went out, it started happening all over in droves, not just in Washington, D.C., or I'm sorry, not just in Bethesda, Maryland, where the president is is right now cooped up at Walter Reed Hospital, where you had all weekend long live Trump rallies out. I mean, you had you had people with flags, honking horns, sign supporters, hundreds and hundreds of them all weekend long, just screaming and yelling so excited to show their support for President Trump. Here's just a little take. crowd that's been outside the hospital where president trump has been and they are cheering and yelling and screaming and so much so that the president was moved to leave his hospital room get in an suv and do like a drive-by where he waved at all of his supporters and man they i mean they lost their mind And President Trump is so excited and he's out there going, oh, my God, look at these people. It's so great. And even I mean, all over the country, we had boat rallies again in Pennsylvania. We had on the Buckman. Someone was telling me, man, I had to go to Orange Park on Saturday. The Buckman Bridge was it was full of all these trucks and cars and Trump flags and honking horns. And it was it was just crazy. It's every weekend now. And then in Staten Island, this is Staten Island, New York, one of the most New York City, the most liberal place on the in the country, with maybe the exception of California and Staten Island. Thousands and thousands of people came together, not because the president was coming to town, not because Air Force One was flying into Staten Island or anything like that. The president was not there. And you've got these Trump supporters holding their own impromptu rallies, and some of them are even bigger than rallies where the president has shown up. Listen to these thousands of New Yorkers in New York City. Hold on, let me, let me turn up the volume so you can actually hear their excitement. They're chanting, we love you, Mr. President. And then, of course, they kick into the old faithful, like, you know, USA. talked about this last week when the president first announced his diagnosis and that he had a positive test and there were there were people on the left that were of course hoping he dies and then there were other people on the left who were saying this is terrible this is god awful this is going to bring together his supporters it's going to bring together MAGA country it's going to bring together all of the republicans and what they're going to be doing is they're going to be cheering for the president and praying for the president and rooting for the president and then when the president survives this thing and comes out and says i beat covid i beat the china virus the headline's going to be trump literally beats the china virus and he's going to be a folk hero. And that's what the left is. They are just beside themselves. This is really the Trump campaign has taken what most people would think is is the biggest lemon ever. And they've made they've made lemonade. Not even that. They made like lemon cello. They're making like lemon vodka shoot lemon drops, whatever it is that make gets the party going. They've done it with this huge, giant negative. They've turned it into one of the biggest positives. And I think for the next However many days the president has left in isolation until he's cured, until he tests positive, you're going to see more and more of this. Think of you've got now a candidate who is so popular and so inspiring to his base of support that even when he medically is unable to go to a rally, the rallies go on. The people still come together. The people say, you know what? You've been working hard for us for so long. You've been coming out and supporting us. You've been coming out. You've been coming to us now. When you need us, we are here for you. You stay back. We'll have our own rallies. Tell me another time in history when people showed up for a presidential rally that the candidate didn't even show up at. I mean, Joe Biden goes to his rallies and still nobody comes. 855 765 1045. It is. This has got to be this has got to be just the most petrifying thing for the left to watch this close to the election, because nothing, nothing negative is coming out of this for Trump and his supporters. 
And I think they've got to be they've got to be going crazy. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. We've got more on Operation MAGA coming up here in just a minute. Plus, uh, the president could be going home today back to the White House. They say, look, he's, he's had his treatment. He's doing OK. He wants to get back to work. He'll still be in isolation, not quarantine, but isolation, because when you have the the uh, the actual virus, you have to be isolated. But, it, it, you know, just a few more days, five, six more days, and he could be back on the campaign trail. And if you think he's not going back out on the campaign trail, you crazy. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Stay tuned. More of the Marcation. We got some of your phone calls coming up here. We've got some uh, some open mics we're going to get to. If you want to leave us one, you can do that in our mobile app. We are, but we're just getting warmed up, man. We got a lot more coming. So stay tuned to the Marcation on one zero four point five WOKV. Trump rally, Trumpless Trump rally. That's what's happening nowadays. But you want to, you look at these polls. What's the new poll we saw? 14 points ahead, I think it was. It was, was it, um, was it a Fox News or a USA Today? It was some poll. Some poll. I have it here on the Drudge Report. Said, oh, the, the Wall Street Journal NBC poll. Biden plus 14 doubles his lead nationally after the debate. Yet there are Trumpless Trump rallies going on all over the country. Again, there's there's what I, you know, and this maybe just sums up the entire campaign. This, you know, what the way Donald Trump says, look, I'm positive that we're going to find a cure. I'm positive that the virus is going to go away. I'm positive that we can get through this. Let's reopen the economy. Science says one thing, but I think in my gut this is going to happen. I think that that's the way the the campaign and COVID they're running pr- pretty much the same game plan. Because when you look at this campaign, the science, the polls, the numbers, they all tell you Joe Biden's a shoo-in to be president. But when you actually get it out there and you look at the people and you look at the campaigns and you see what's happening all over the country, then you I mean, you you would think that nobody else is running for office in some parts of this country. You would think that when you see the Trump signs, when you see the, the banners and the flags and the rallies again, you have to think to yourself, these people are not. So these people are not just not going to vote. They're not just supporting this this guy because it's cool. There's something has printed, something has resonated, that feeling of America first, that feeling of, you know, uh, bringing, you know, bringing the, the true uh, you know, meaning of of the of the Constitution of what our forefathers put forward, keeping that alive and, and you know, fighting back the attacks of socialism, which we clearly see. I mean, they're clear as as day. And then, of course, when you have a candidate like Joe Biden, I mean, I mean, it, it's very difficult it's very difficult to drum up support for somebody that shows no passion, no enthusiasm, and who you know is not even making their own decisions. This whole the, one of the big questions was uh, over the weekend. Everyone was like, "Oh, Donald Trump! Uh, he he went out. He wanted to go out and meet the fans, so he ordered the Secret Service to get an SUV, and he ordered these Secret Service men to drive him up and down in front of the crowd at Walter Reed Hospital, and they did it, and he put people's lives at risk. First of all, the Secret Service they know how to keep themselves. I mean. That's their job. People don't realize the Secret Service's job is to do uh, is to keep the president safe no matter what and themselves as well. So they had plexiglass in the car. They had made sure everyone volunteered. They did everything that they could to, you know, everyone was wearing masks and things. But but what their job is, is not to tell the president what to do and what not to do. The Secret Service's job is to keep the president safe no matter what the president decides to do. And if the president says, I'm going out to get a cheeseburger, it's the Secret Service's job to make sure that he's safe while he goes out to get a cheeseburger. If the president says, I'm going to fly to four different airports and do four different rallies in four different states in, in the same day, guess what? The Secret Service, they don't say, no, sir, don't do that, or no, sir, you can't. They say, okay, we've got to put together a plan. And this, I mean, that's how it goes. They, they don't work for, the president doesn't work for them. They work for the president. So when you see these tweets and these things about the Secret Service's lives being put in jeopardy or the Secret Service secretly hates Trump because they keep saying they keep putting them in unnecessary risk. These are men and women who are trained to jump in front of a bullet for the president of the United States, the first lady, the vice president, any of the the president's children. These are people who are trained to put their lives second to the president. So if he says we're going for a ride down the street in an SUV, the Secret Service doesn't bat an eyelash. They go to work. 
And and it's disrespectful for anybody who is tweeting out that the Secret Service is in fear for their lives from COVID-19. The Secret Service, they're in fear for their lives from, uh, you know, terrorists who want to kill the president. Letters packed with ricin, a lone gunman who walks down the street and starts shooting like what happened with Ronald Reagan. They may be in fear for their lives for that, but they're they're willing to take the bullet because, again, that is what that is what their job is. And I hate seeing these people saying, oh, the Secret Service. They're not. They're not. To be a Secret Service agent on the president's detail, that takes a very special human being. That takes a, that takes a better kind of person than most, pe- most of us are. And you, you want to talk about duty and sacrifice for your country? Try protecting the president 24-7. And uh, you, then tell me that you've sacrificed for this country until you've walked a mile in their shoes. Sometimes they have to walk alongside a car. And that's all. I can't even – I don't even like to drive uh, slowly let alone walk next to a car that's driving. So it's crazy. 855-765-1045. Listen, quick break. We'll get into the uh, president going home, hopefully, later today to continue his isolation. What's going to happen when he gets back and what's really going on with the election? Don't forget, if you haven't registered to vote yet, you got till midnight tonight. 855-765-1045. Stay tuned. More of the Marquee Show coming up. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. We just got a super chat on YouTube uh, from Christy, who says she was at the airport this weekend in Austin wearing her Mark K shirt, ran into another Mark K fan. That's great, Christy. Are you sure it wasn't Mark K? No, I wasn't in Austin at all. I was oh, here okay. this weekend. I was saying so you ran into that. Hopefully you said excuse me or, you know, helped him back up or something. But that's amazing. Now, there's, I can't believe there's two of them now. Yeah, we've, at least two. We've doubled our whole fan base. That's, that's incredible. A, that's awesome, by the way. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you want a Mark K shirt or one of our Keep America Great shirts, uh, they're available in the Mark K shop. Just go to MarkKShop.com. Dot com eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Jason is in Jacksonville. Hi, Jason. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Great. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, good, man. I want to know: Are you stupid or are you dumb to sit here and say that the president can put our people in harm's way unnecessarily to wave at a couple of his supporters to make him feel good? That's ridiculous. That's that's the worst thing to do to put our men and women who are protecting his life and supposed to jump in front of a bullet, like you said, unnecessarily put them in harm's way. That was just the dumbest thing to do. They didn't put it. They weren't in harm's way. Oh, where did he go? Why did the, if you're going to argue, you got to stick around. <laughs> you just make yourself look bad. 855-765-1045. Obviously, that guy wasn't listening. They weren't in harm's way. They were behind plexiglass. They volunteered. Uh, and again, it's also their job. I mean, look, you sign up for the job and you say, I'm going to protect the president at all costs. That's your job. And by you calling and saying that they are disrespected by the president or by you saying that they feel bad, you're being disrespectful for them. You know, they serve at their own at their own doing, at their own bidding. They want to be in that position. It's a prestigious position. And a lot of people work really hard their entire lives to be there. And if they feel slighted or if they feel endangered, they wouldn't I mean, they wouldn't be on the detail. That's for darn sure. Uh, thanks so much for calling. Anyway, we appreciate it. 855-765-1045. This is Vince in Nashville. Hey, Vince, how you doing? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, Vince. What's up, man? What do you want to say? Hey, I just wanted to say, you know, for the last caller that made that comment, maybe he's dumb. And then not even stick around for, you know, to uh, to make an argument. But, hey, I just wanted to say, man, I'm a huge fan of your show but I do want to say Trump 2020. I'm a Latino that's going to be that supported Trump since uh, he he said, "Hey, I'm running for president." But I will say this: Ted Cruz said it best. Um, you know, the only thing that anybody on the left or CNN has to all all they have to all they're doing and all they have to say is we hate Trump. Trump has literally broke every station that they that they run on the left. I mean, the only thing they can say is we hate Trump. And then and when you ask them why, they can't even answer your question. So that's what's that's what's great about it. And and uh, all I've got, I've got my hope in God. And, uh, you know, I believe God put Trump in, in, in the in the White House for for a very good reason. And, yeah. and it's to for us here in America. So, yeah, Vince. Hey, man, hey, I, hey, Vince, thanks so much for calling me. We really uh, we really appreciate it. And we appreciate you watching and listening out there in Nashville. You know, I hear that. A, I, I hear that a lot. I don't want to get like super, super preachy, but 
I hear people say all the time, Trump was put here by God. Trump is, uh, um, you know, God's answer to socialism. He is here, sent from heaven to protect us. And how else could it be possible that he's been able to get through everything that's going on? How else could it be possible that he's been able to accomplish all these goals? How else could it be possible that despite the fact that he was impeached by the Democrats who stopped at nothing to will really get rid of him, he still goes on to be successful and, and win, win three Nobel Prize nominations in the same year? How is it? That Donald Trump, who has made an enemy of everybody in Washington, continues to win and draw these crowds and this kind of support. I mean, think about it. Look, think about it. It it only the only explanation would be something otherworldly, wouldn't it? I mean, only only a higher being could take somebody like Donald Trump with his personality and his brashness and his and his attitude and his ego, put him in the most powerful position in the world and have him continually beat back all of these enemies and continue to come out on top. I mean, it really, you have to think about it. Maybe there is some divine intervention to it. 855-765-1045. Shane in Jack's Beach. How you doing, Shane? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Hey, what's up, man? Big fan, dude. Love the show. Love listening to the show. You get everybody fired up, especially, oh. you know, day like today. Yeah, Shane, uh, I, I appreciate you saying that, man. Thanks for listening, too. What's up, man? Yeah, right on. So, hey, I just want to throw something out real quick. I know that the news is flooded with the president, and we're all thankful you know, thankful for the prayers being answered that he's going to get out of there today. Uh, I've been to Walter Reed before. It's actually a really cushy place. So he's in a he's in a great place, great bunch of doctors. Yeah. And uh, I was sitting here while I was listening to some of the other callers, and I thought, man, you have the greatest job in the world. I'd love to do that. And then I thought, nah, you know, the grass always greener on the other side. And the other big point I want to make was, you know, uh, don't let the people keep in mind what's going on on the other side of the news that, you know, of course, the mainstream media is not going to report. But all the stuff that's coming out of D.C. from a – the director of national intelligence, all the stuff that's being uh, declassified and let out about how Obama and Biden and all the crooked Democrats knew that this whole thing was a hoax and uh, using it and all the time and the money they wasted for the past three and a half years. Uh, so everybody keep that everybody keep that in mind and you know do the mass thing, register, vote, and um, you know the big one thing is uh, also is it kind of reminds me of a thing like. Uh, Everybody remembers the, the childhood story, Chicken Little, the sky is falling. Yeah. That's kind of where I put Dr. Fauci and a bunch of these people, like, you know, overreacting. And, uh, you know, the famous saying, you know, Monday morning, I'm sure a lot of NFL fans out here, I'm not, I'm, I'm boycotting all that crap. Yeah. Um, well, your team has, co- you're, are, 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 you're, I'm sorry, you're not from Nashville, you're from Jack's Beach. I mean, a lot of people are doing that. You're right. It's about the Monday morning quarterbacking and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. That's, that's, and that's what's going on. You know, I got all these armchair quarterbacks second guessing yeah. the president, you know, and it's kind of, my family, actually, my son, he had the H1N1 back when we lived over on the West Coast. Right. He got through it. There was no help. The doctors didn't do anything. And uh, now all everybody in my family, my daughter, uh, all my all my children except for one that's in school out in Gainesville, everybody right. has had the coronavirus and recovered. Um, you know, the ex, she had a little bit harder time with it because she had some, uh, <laughs> yeah. some conditions, asthma and stuff. Right, sure. Um, Shane, but you're, you know, yeah, and you bring up a great Shane. You bring up a great point, and thanks so much for your call. We appreciate it. But I think that I think the thing that really terrifies Trump's enemies is that he survives this, and that he survives it pretty easily. I mean, if he's if he's already going home, if he doesn't end up on a respirator, like let's be honest, if Donald Trump doesn't end up as a, on a respirator or isn't near death, like you hear a lot of these stories from from some of these these high you know profile celebrities, if he gets through this, if he breezes through it. I think the left is scared that he's going to look at it as not as dire a situation as they've been trying to, I guess, make it out to be. I mean, think about it. If you've been trying to tell people wear masks or you're going to die, this illness is nothing to, to, you know, if you don't if you don't stay home, if you don't stop working, if you don't keep your kids out of school, your grandparents will probably end up dead from this. That's the that's the media message we've been getting. I mean, it seems that extreme. They're trying to scare you all the time. With the masks and the not working and the staying isolated and the restaurants closing and and this, you know, screw the economy. We're talking about life or death, which I mean, who wants to live without any without any money to pay the rent or buy food or pay for your car or go to Disney World? But but when when Trump comes out of this, if he, let's say, goes to the hospital, takes some medicine, rests up for five days and is fine on the other end. Think about how the narrative change changes. Think about what he says then. Then he goes out to the rally and he says this China virus, this COVID-19, this coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, the plague, 
whatever word you want to use to describe it, I've had it. I lived. It's not so bad. And that is going, that's going to, you want to see heads explode? Heads are going to explode. Uh, but so I think that they're thinking, man, if he recovers from this easily, that's a whole other, that's a whole other battle that they've got to fight. 855-765-1045 is our number. Got to take a quick break. We got more of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. So stay tuned. It's the Mark K show on 104.5 WOKV. That was a really good impression of her. Uh, they should, and she's already had coronavirus, so she's got the antibodies, so she'll be uh, she'll be a okay. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. So we only had a lot of people commenting. Something that happened yesterday was uh, a lot of people showed up outside of Walter Reed Memorial Hospital, and the president was so excited, so excited to see that his supporters came out to you know show support. For him, even though they knew that he was in the hospital, they knew he wasn't feeling well. There was, and Bethesda, Maryland is no, um, it is no bastion of conservatism. Bethesda, Maryland, I mean, you're to anywhere that surrounds Washington, D.C. is typically as blue as it gets. It's as blue as it gets. Bethesda, you know, all those places at Chevy Chase, Maryland, Northern Virginia, Arlington, all the suburbs, it's all it's all liberal Democrats. So to, to get uh, like hundreds and hundreds of people out in front of Walter Reed Memorial Hospital, some of them driving from as far as Pennsylvania, and they were all cheering and screaming. They were so excited. So the president got in an SUV with the Secret Service, and he drove by, did like a little drive-by, started waving at people. They were all really excited. They were like, yeah, oh, my God, the president's amazing. Woo, yay! And uh, we love you, yeah. And then all of a sudden what happened was the media, looking to find any negative in a positive situation, said Donald Trump has put the Secret Service lives at risk because the Secret Service uh, doesn't need to be out there driving around with a man who has a confirmed case of COVID-19, even though they had all these precautions in place. Some guy even called in and said it was, it was asinine. I have to say, I do support President Trump, but... Driving around in the armored car with other people yesterday was completely asinine. What about their health? What about their families? I just don't get it. And again, as we as we've seen, as has been reported, Donald Trump was in a like hermetically sealed. It was a, the back of the car. There was plexiglass in between. No one came in and out. No one was riding with him. And the Secret Service was wearing masks. They were in the front. They did everything that they needed to do. People are 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 uh, inappropriately saying that now they need to quarantine, which I don't believe is is accurate because again, they weren't in direct contact with the president. And let's face it, a lot of them have already been in contact with the president because he was at the Oval Office. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that the president and this is something that's very different between President Trump and Joe Biden. And there's something about there's something about likability. You know, the polls, polls schmoles, as we like to say around here, that's an that's an actual Mark K quote, polls schmoles. We'll put that on a on a T-shirt. Um, but basically, the, the polls tell you nothing. They tell you the data that you get when you blindly call people and ask them a question on the phone. People who may be scared to answer accurately for fear of retribution because every time they turn on the TV, all they see are Trump supporters getting kicked and rocks thrown at them and their their hats stolen and and trolled by media and CNN dragging their names through the mud and the Wall Street Journal calling them racists and misogynists and saying that they're 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 making fun of Indian chiefs when really they're just a school kid standing there with a red hat on. So out of fear of any kind of retaliation, they just lie and say, I'm voting for this guy instead of that guy or they say I'm not voting at all. And what you get is you get skewed polling data, an undersampled conservative base or an undersampled conservative um, uh, votership. And then all this polls will tell you that the Democrat, just like Hillary Clinton in 2016, is way ahead. And now Joe Biden is way ahead. But what they don't tell you is the importance of likability. And when you look at President Trump, 
no matter what the media says about him or no matter what your friends and family say about him, no matter what you may think watching his bombastic debate performance, when he goes to meet somebody uh, at a rally or on the street, when he goes to meet a world leader, when he goes out and meets somebody one-on-one or works with, a, with somebody on some kind of legislation, when he goes to, you know, uh, when he has a bunch of African-American leaders in his office or Kanye West or Kim Kardashian, whoever it is, everybody leaves Donald Trump saying, wow. That is a great guy. And there's a couple reasons for that. First of all, he's a great guy. He genuinely likes people. He genuinely wants to help people. And the second thing is when he says he's going to help, he does. And not one person that he said, I will help, has not received the help or at least the attempt to help that he promised. And that goes a long way. Joe Biden does not have the likability factor. When most people meet Joe Biden, they leave feeling a little creeped out. He looks creepy. He talks creepy. Maybe he touches them inappropriately. They see these photos of him sniffing women and, 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 you know, hugging little girls a little weirdly. And when you leave Joe Biden, no world leader, no no Democratic congressperson, nobody out there says, wow, you know, that Joe Biden is just a really good, likable guy. I like him. When Joe Biden leaves somewhere, they mostly just say, oh, my God, thank God he didn't touch me. And that's a big difference. And that goes a long way. Donald Trump is a likable guy, and and that's why he goes to meet so many people. You think he goes to rallies for his health? Clearly not. He goes to rallies because he knows the more people that he can have some one-on-one FaceTime with, the more people that he can get in front of and actually talk to, he knows the more people will like him and vote for him. And really, that's a really good, I mean, that's a good reason to vote for somebody. Why would you vote for somebody that you don't like? All you lesser of two evils people, if you really believe that this is a vote of the lesser of two evils, then you shouldn't even vote. You should never vote for somebody that you think is evil, even if they're less evil than the other guy. I would say just then you just exercise your right not to vote. 855-765-1045. Got to take another quick break. We'll be back. I promise more of your phone calls on the way. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. I'm a paramedic, and I transport confirmed COVID-positive patients almost every single day. I wear an N95, and I wear a very basic gown, just like the people who were in the car with the president. I do not have to quarantine for 14 days i mean that's a great point look he's in a he's an emt he's got to go pick up people that have coronavirus he can't go home we don't have that many emts where you can just take them out of commission for a couple weeks they wear the gowns they wear the ppe they take the precautions they get tested and then they go about their merry way so for all the haters saying oh you put these people's lives at risk i mean again 99 percent of the people who get this uh survive it and those that take precautions um, are less likely to get it. 855-765-1045. We just got almost com- – we don't have confirmation yet, so I won't, I won't say we have confirmation. But we're like – speaking of 99%, we're very close to having a Trump on the air with us tomorrow to talk about Operation MAGA. Operation MAGA has just kicked off. This is something – and again, this is something I think – that is very different between the two personalities and the two real agendas of the campaigns. The Trump campaign gets hit with COVID-19. And we're not just talking about the president. You're talking about the president. You're talking about the first lady. You're talking about the campaign manager. You're talking about advisors, Hope Hicks and Chris Christie and uh, and uh, Kellyanne Conway. I mean, you're talking about it, the Rona McDaniel, who's in charge of the Republican National Committee. They, you've got the major bulk of the Trump campaign and a lot of players in the Trump White House all coming down with coronavirus. Not just one guy, but a whole bunch of them. And this campaign, instead of stopping, backing off, shutting down, goes right to work. And with 24 hours, they have come up with something brilliant, a way to not just keep the campaign going, but make it even more aggressive, getting every single surrogate out there. Vice President Mike Pence, uh, Eric Trump, Laura Trump. Don Jr., Ivanka, I'm sure, will be out there somewhere. You've got all these other surrogates from Kaylee McEnany has been at the White House every single day with these releases and fighting the press and battling and getting the information out there. I think you're going to see almost more, more widespread campaigning. And then you've got like the pop up Trump campaign events where Trump supporters are just like, 
you know what? We we don't even need the president. We're just going to get together and we're going to rally like in Staten Island, where thousands of Trump supporters came together without the president there to rally for Trump. Mr. President, that's what they're yelling. And there's a sea of them in New York USA! City. I mean, could you imagine like could you imagine being so popular that you don't even have to go to your own rally and people are still showing up and chanting your chants and yelling your name and holding up your signs and saying, Make America great again? I I mean, you've this is there's never been anything like this in American politics. I went to a Marco Rubio rally. Don't laugh. <laughs> don't laugh they had <laughs> sorry i told you not to laugh i can't help it i do you remember marco rubio ran for president in 2016 all right and we didn't know who was we knew that president trump was very popular we knew that marco rubio was not as popular but it was florida and he was our guy and they said go to the rally and i was like all right so i grabbed my camera and it was at the morocco shrine auditorium which is you know in need of repair and I'm standing there for hours, and Marco Rubio was running late, and he was coming from another event and whatever. And finally, what happens is they come in and they say, we're so sorry, Marco Rubio can't make the rally here today. We will try to reschedule for a later date. And you know what happened? Everybody left. They all were like, see ya, bye bye And we all left, and I muttered nasty things about Marco Rubio under my breath for wasting my time. And I went home, and I told my wife, I go, this guy didn't even show up. What? He doesn't care about the voters. He's not going to win. And I was right. He didn't even win his own state. Uh, but so so when Marco Rubio schedules a rally, says I'm coming and then doesn't show up, everybody gets pissed off and leaves. Donald Trump says I'm in the hospital. I'm not going to be able to rally for the next two weeks. And people are like, that's OK. We'll rally without you. You've never seen anything like this. And the media should actually be scratching their heads and saying, you know, we should probably report on the phenomenon that is our leader. We should probably. Re that's that's a story. That is a story. When you have a group of the American people, an electorate, 50 percent of the population. All right. Forty eight. When you have 48 percent of the population voting for a guy who is so popular that they don't even need him at their rallies, they will go and show their support on their own. The boat parades, the car and truck parades, the motorcycle rallies. Did you see the bikers praying in Washington, D.C.? Something like 800 bikers or 1,000 bikers drove their bikes to Washington, and they all knelt in prayer for the president of the United States? When has this ever happened? Never. That's a story. And it's being ignored. All they care about is when Donald Trump took his last test. When was he on oxygen? What was, you know, what, what are his symptoms? Why is one doctor saying this and the other? Why is he riding around in a car waving at supporters when he could be killing Secret Service agents? That's all they care about. I'm telling you, we have right now, historically, one of the most popular leaders in this country's history and probably the history of most countries. That And everybody's ignoring the fact that there's something about this guy. The way he leads, the things he get does, gets done for America, the way he speaks, the way he changes people's lives for the better, that's the story. Nobody wants to tell it. Curtis in Southern Florida. How you doing, Curtis? Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. Good. I'm curious about uh, Biden's commercials for running because it sounds like he's not running against Trump. It sounds like he's running against Obama. Well, oh, Joe Biden's commercial? What do you mean? Well, he's talking about uh, bringing jobs back to America and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obama's the one that said they weren't coming back. That's right. That's a good point. Oh, yeah, basically, you know what Joe Biden's doing? He's running ads against himself. He's, he's like, old Joe yeah. Biden said your jobs were gone and you need to learn, learn to code. But new Joe Biden's going to bring those jobs back. Forget your coding class. That's a good point. That's a, I hadn't thought of it that way. He does sound like he's running against his old self. Uh, you know, the, the other thing, Curtis, was uh, Joe Biden claimed that when uh, Donald Trump went into the hospital for his COVID-19, they claimed the Biden campaign came out and said, we're pulling all of our negative ads off the airwaves. And in 10 states, guess what? Those ads are still running. So I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say about that. 855-765-1045. Thanks for the call, though. Lori in North Carolina. Hi, Lori. How are you? Hey there. I've got three quick comments. First, uh, the stupid people that have have been so ugly about uh, Trump, 
Here's the comment about the Secret Service. They're supposed to do what they do because how come nobody made comments about um, all the people that got killed in Benghazi? They seem to be more concerned about the Secret Service in a car going down a parade route in a enclosed uh, vehicle. Nobody seemed to be concerned about Benghazi. How did that work? No, you're, I mean, you're right. Look, you're right about that. Uh, Hillary Clinton slept uh, through the phone call that she got in the middle of the night when the troops and or when the um, ambassadors in Benghazi were under siege and uh, and Marines were being attacked and Americans were dying. But a couple of Secret oh. Service agents in a well-protected car wearing PPE who volunteered to uh, protect the president while he drove down a street in front of a hospital. Yeah, they, the, the president's putting their lives at risk. I don't understand it myself. Um, as you don't, I know, like, it's very difficult. It's very difficult for people like us to, to understand people like them. Um, I, and I don't, I don't even try anymore. I just don't even try. But look, here's, there's a, there's an old saying, you have enemies, good. That means you've stood up for something in your life. Winston Churchill said that. And he was very popular as well with half the population. The other half hated him. 855-765-1045, uh, is our number. This is Marianne in Texas. Hi, Marianne. How are you? Good, thank you. Oh, good. What do you want to say today, Marianne? Um, I just want to say, you know, these people screaming about the Secret Service putting their lives in danger, being with the president and everything. How stupid does the mainstream media think people are? Don't they realize that these Secret Service agents are on duty 24-7? They've been with the president from the very beginning of his diagnosis. Yeah. they <laughs> and, this, when, and Listen, when you're a Secret Service agent... Okay, you your job is human shield to the president of the United States. When there's a gunman, you don't run away from the bullets. You put your body in front of the person getting shot at. That's the life of a Secret Service agent. I'm pretty sure they're not going to think twice about getting into a car with a guy wearing a mask who may or may not give them a disease with a 99 percent survival rate. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, these people. I mean, they're trying to sell you a story that just doesn't exist. 855-765-1045. Thanks again for the call. Listen, we got to take another break. Man, all these breaks. But we will be back. We do have more people uh, checking in. We'll get some of your comments. We have some more open mic messages coming in, too. The future of the campaign as we move forward. How are they shaping up on the Republican side? And let's not forget, there's a whole other campaign over there. What's Joe Biden doing to alter his campaign? It might it might shock you. We'll tell you that, too. It's the Mark K Show. More coming up on 104.5 WOKV. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Mark K Show in the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, 855-765-1045, What are you banging the counter for? Uh, passionate about our phone number. Oh, okay. I was like, Five. I was like, I switched over. We're all good to go. Uh, a lot of people talking about uh, Donald Trump in the hospital, or actually, they're talking about him out of the hospital because Donald Trump, unlike most patients, has a lot of leeway. <laughs> and if he sees hundreds of people outside waving uh, flags and chanting his name, he wants to go meet them. But since he has a communicable disease that could be deadly, if you have all these, you know, what, is the, what do they call them, the mortalities or the comor the comorbidities, comorbidities. Yeah, well, I don't even know. I think that's a made-up word. Uh, but if you you know if you're of a higher risk, then it could then this disease could you know pose a higher risk to you. So he's like, all right, let's figure out a way for me to just do a drive by. They try they figure out a way to do a drive by safely, and instead of celebrating Donald Trump wanting to go out and and pay tribute to the people that are paying tribute to him, the media blows it up into Donald Trump is trying to kill Secret Service agents. Which I mean, again, Jason Banks on our YouTube channel, and we appreciate Jason watching. He sent us a super chat. And he said, how do the morons think POTUS got to the hospital and will get back to the White House? That's an excellent point. He got to the hospital in a helicopter with pilots and Secret Service agents, who I assume were also taking the necessary precautions to not get the disease. And when he goes back to the White House, they think later today he's going to be surrounded by Secret Service agents and staffers and drivers and anyone else who is going to be uh, taking the precautions so that they do not contract COVID-19 as well. as well. It's not like he's just in there coughing on people. I mean, come on. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is John in Mandarin. Hi, John. How are you? Hi, Mark. Uh, great show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. John, what's up, man? What do you want to say? 
Mark, I was uh, talking about, I was thinking about Donald Trump and his coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a well wishers locally right at right outside the hospital, but he's got well wishes from uh, world leaders um, and also uh, from political adversaries such as Barack Obama and, uh, and Joe Biden uh, did, did wish him well. One person that I never saw any, uh, any well-wisher notes was from George Bush. And I find that interesting because George Bush says he's a Christian. Okay. So, uh, so you didn't see George Bush uh, wish Donald Trump well on Twitter, and you feel like that's, that's unchristian of him? Uh, I think any, anyone, a political leader that has any class would, uh, should wish a, a president who's, who's actually in the hospital well wishes. Yeah. I mean, he may not know. You know, I don't know what George Bush is even doing these days, but he's kind of taking a back seat. He may do it privately. Like, that's the other thing, too. I don't, I don't, I find that these, I'm not a big supporter of these, these tweets from these world leaders. And I'll tell you why. I, I, I liken it to the, Reply all at work. For example, for example, uh, somebody at work, let's say they win an award or they get a promotion or they do something good, right? And the boss, like the CEO or the president of the company or even locally, the general manager sends out an email to everybody in the company saying, so and so did a great thing. They won this award. They got this accolade. They got promoted. Or whatever it is, they made all this money for the company. So the boss says, so and so did a great thing. And what happens immediately? Somebody hits reply all and says, great job, so-and-so, doing that amazing thing. And then some other brown noser hits reply all and goes, woohoo, so proud to know you, so-and-so, great job. And then some other idiot hits reply all and goes, it couldn't have happened to a better person. And then another, and it goes on and on and on. And I'm sitting there going, these people don't care about so-and-so and the great thing that they did. All these people care about is that the boss who sent that email knows that they read it and that they, too, share the boss's feelings about so-and-so and their great accomplishments. If they really cared about so-and-so and if they really wanted to tell them how great they did and how proud they were of their accomplishments, they would just write to so-and-so on their own and say, hey, just read the boss's email. Way to go, so-and-so. But they didn't do that. They hit reply all. And I have a I have a feeling that Barack Obama and Joe Biden and all these other people on the left, these so-called adversaries of President Trump who publicly come out on Twitter and say, we wish the president and the first lady. Well, we are praying for that. First of all, Joe Biden doesn't write his own tweets anyway. So we know that didn't happen. But it is showboating. They want the rest of us to know that they are well-wishers. They're the same. They're the morons in your office that hit reply all to those bosses' emails. That's all they're doing. They don't care about Donald Trump. They don't care about Melania Trump. They want Donald Trump in jail. They want Donald Trump in jail. They don't want him walking around freely. They'd rather he be in the hospital with some disease that would keep him away from the inner workings of Washington, D.C. or off of the campaign trail. They're doing it because they want everyone else to think that they really wish Donald Trump well. So maybe George W. Bush, if, you know, if he's the kind of guy that I suspect he is, he may have personally sent a note to President Trump or, or Trump, or maybe he and he and Laura sent flowers or uh, or an edible arrangement, you know, or something like that. That I feel like he's the kind of guy that, which really is, you know, not, I'm, look, and I'm no, you know, he's done some things that are questionable. But they say in the Bible or the Christian thing, if you do good works for the sake of people knowing you did good works, those aren't good works. You're feeding your own ego. If you go out there and you make a donation or you do something great and then you tell everybody, look at this big donation I did or look, look at this great thing I did or look how much I care about this other person. You don't care about them at all. 855-765-1045 is the number 855-765-1045 and no i'm not just bitter because the boss has never written an email to everybody in the company talking about all the great things we do i'm not i swear to god i don't want i don't want to know i don't want any reply all that whatsoever 855-765-1045 quick break more of the marquee show coming up on 104.5 wokv entertaining never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12 informative you call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable that's the marquee show this is the Mark K Show.
It was Matthew, by the way. Matthew 6-1. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. For that your charitable, charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Basically, if you're going to tweet to the president as a world leader that you're praying for him, don't tweet it. Call him up. Say, hey, I'm praying for you. Or you know what? Just pray for him and let God take care of it. 855-765-1045. Everything's political, folks. Don't think Joe Biden's a good guy because he's out there tweeting he's praying for the president. First of all, Joe Biden doesn't know what Twitter is. Joe Biden wouldn't know how to tweet. And if he did, it would probably he'd be praying for the wrong person. He'd be like, I'm praying for uh, I'm praying for Eisenhower and the first lady, Lady Bird Johnson, to make sure that they get better from from the from the SARS. Uh, retweet eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Uh, quick break. Oh, not a quick. Break. I'm sorry. Let's get. To, <laughs> we just got back. <laughs> let's get to. Uh, let's get. Let's get back to the phones here. Bill in White Oak, Georgia. How are you, Bill? Good man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What's up, Bill? What's on your mind today? First of all, I want to tell you, actually, your fan base tripled today. The other two plus me. Whoa! Look at that. We have three times as many fans. We have three now. That's great. <laughs> No, my question is, uh, on a serious note, you know, uh, heaven forbid that something that should happen to one of the candidates, uh, what do we do then? Do, does the vice president step up and we vote for the vice president and then, then he picks a new vice president or? Bill, this is so funny you're asking me this question. On Friday, I picked up my son from school because he uh, needed new golf shoes. That's not, it's not important to the story. But so my wife said, pick up your son, go buy him some new golf shoes. So I pick him up and I go, how was school today? And he said, two of my teachers got into a debate about what you're just what you're basically asking. He said, uh, Mrs. So-and-so said that if, God forbid, President Trump dies, Mike Pence becomes the candidate and people will just vote for him. And my other teacher, Mr. So-and-so, said that's not true. If Donald Trump dies, then the House of Representatives selects the new candidates. And he looks at me and he goes, Daddy, which one of my teachers is right? And I looked at him and I said, both of them are wrong. <laughs> so let me go back. Uh -oh. I got I to gotta talk to your principal. But basically what happens is if something happens to one of the candidates, whether it's President Trump or Joe Biden, if they're no longer able to perform because, you know, they're dead or they're just unable to perform their duties, they reconvene the convention. The convention has to choose the candidate. So Mike Pence doesn't just automatically default to the presidential candidate. He would become the president if something happened to Donald Trump and he were to, automatically he would be the president. But as far as the election goes, he would need to be chosen. Now, the Republican National Committee would most likely come together and probably pick Mike Pence. But with the Democrats, they might pick Kamala. They might pick Bernie Sanders. They might pick somebody else. The uh, the big issue there is that with this early voting and this mail in voting that we've already seen, both candidates names are already on the ballots and both candidates have already received votes. So if something happens right. to Donald Trump or Joe Biden and people have already voted for them, their votes basically wouldn't count. And the new candidates would have fewer votes because everyone who voted early would be thrown out or at least legally challenged. So, you know, wow. that's. Yeah, it's a it's a complex problem. Hopefully, hopefully that won't happen again. Everything seems to be going great with the president. Joe Biden's health. I can't comment. Uh, but right now, it seems like the two people that are on the ballot are going to stay on the ballot for the long haul. But I mean, that brings up a great point about this early voting and about all these mail in ballots coming out like a month before the election. I mean, people were voting over a month before Election Day and a lot can happen in a month. And you don't know if the people on the ballot right now are still going to be on the ballot on November the 3rd. That's why, I mean, I, I believe the system needs to be overhauled. I believe, again, it should not be easy to vote for president. It should be it should be a challenge. It should be something, you know, people are always saying, well, we need to make it easier for people to vote. Why? Why? It's not easy to pay my taxes. It's I'm going to have to go through all these numbers and I have to double check and I have to look at it and I have to hire an accountant because I have no idea what I'm doing. And then I have to write a big fat check and I've got to wire it in. I mean, it's not easy to, to do all the things that I have to do. You know, voting, sure, it's a right and a responsibility. If I really want to do it, it should it should take a little effort on my part. Um, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. All right, breaking news. If you haven't heard, we just got a, uh, a news alert from, well, we got it from Rich Jones because he's right next door. He just popped in. 
And he said, news alert. And then it came also over the app. But uh, Kaylee McEnany, White House press secretary, has tested positive for coronavirus, for COVID-19. Uh, that just came out. She apparently tweeted it, too. But la- that's interesting because last week, um, as you know, she came out and she was tested and she was out there and she was working overtime. So maybe she got it from someone else or somewhere else. But apparently she's tested positive or maybe it was just dormant, you know, because they say sometimes it takes a couple days. Um, that's one of the reasons why that's one of the reasons why uh, Chris Wallace wanted to wait a couple of days in case it was lying dormant. And he's going to now, I guess, get tested sometime this week. But Kaylee McEnany, White House secretary, press secretary, um, now being treated for covid-19 as well. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. If you're trying to get through, this is Adele in St. Augustine. Hi, Adele. How are you? Fine. How are you this morning? Oh, doing great. Uh, how are you? What do you want to say, Adele? I want to talk about voting. I want uh, everybody to remember that this year's Florida ballot will be extra lengthy because we've got six amendments. Ugh. And I recognize that your listeners are good citizens and will be well prepared to vote. However, the small universe of those the unfortunates who don't listen to you won't be prepared and will bog down the in-person voting process. So suggest if you're concerned about waiting a lot in a long line, that you might request an absentee ballot. And today's the last day to register to vote. Yeah, we, you know what, and you're right about that. We should, uh, we should definitely get into things with the ballot. First of all, I'm so annoyed at how many ballot initiatives we have that are amendments to the state constitution. It's like nobody wants the lawmakers to just go do laws anymore. They want to always amend. They found this, you know, this way around it where they can amend the constitution. And that's almost easier than getting lawmakers to go in and do their job. But yeah, you're right. There's six of them. And some of them, as always, there's some that really have, have a big effect for a lot of people. And the wording is always confused. Do I vote? No, people don't really like to vote. No, because it sounds negative. Or do I vote? Yes. Uh, But people don't really understand what they're voting for. And you know, that, that happened the last time around too, with a lot of the gambling initiatives and, and whatnot, what was really good for education and what wasn't. So I'm glad you reminded me of that, Adele. We'll go through those um, here in the coming weeks. We'll we'll break down every single one because even my kids were asking me. They're like, "Daddy, are you voting yes or no on Amendment Two?" And I looked at my daughter. I was like, "Remind me again, what was Amendment Two? And she's like, "Something about minimum wage." I'm like, "Oh, I think no." But then you have to go back and check because sometimes they word it where a no vote actually means yes. It's very tricky. We'll walk you through all those before the week is over. Um, and I'm, I'll, I promise I'll bring my 13-year-old daughter in here so that we have accurate information. 855-765-1045 um, is our number. This is Kevin in Charlotte. How you doing, Kevin? Hey, good, man. How you doing? Doing great, sir. What do you want to say? Man, I just wanted to say I, w- I watch you guys. I watch the Hot Twins. I watch Ben Shapiro's show. I like all you guys. Oh, thanks. You're level-headed. You're, you're very intelligent. Uh, my fa- my fiance right now she's she's having a surgery, <clears throat> Brittany Graham, and um I appreciate all the prayers and wishes from our friends and close family, but yeah. it's just it's got me thinking about our future, and you know people ask, well, this isn't a president, you know, well Trump's not a president you've ever seen before, yeah, you know. He's different, <laughs> and he's doing a lot of good things. Um, you know, Joe Biden, his whole career from the 1994 crime bill, you know, Trump's trying to fix it with the Imprisonment Act. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just countless things that Trump's fixing, and the media is just not showing it. No, I mean, it's true. They don't. It, it doesn't behoove them or, or move their their agenda forward to talk about how great Donald Trump is doing at his job. They're trying to convince everyone that he's doing an awful job. And that's ridiculous, man. I don't know why they got a lot to him straight to our face, yeah. just like Biden. You know, I, he just smiles and, and lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's how they do it. That's a, Well, listen, Kevin, we appreciate you calling. We uh, we hope that you're, you know, we'll, we'll be praying for your fiance as well. Hope everything come, turns out okay. Well, I appreciate that, Mark. I really do, man. I just, I don't know, you know, thinking about our future, thinking about my son's future, her stepson's future. Yeah. It's like what's communist and socialist, AOC's Green New Deal. What kind of future are they going to have if, if something happens? Oh, what happened? What happened? Oh, he's gone. That was weird. Uh, I'll tell you what, if uh, that's a good question, though. You know, that, that leads me to another question about, you know, because we're talking about the, the next four years here. 
And, you know, Trump wins for four more years. We fight back socialism. We keep America great. What happens after that? You know, what happens? Who's going to step? There's He's right about one thing that he said. There's never been a president like Donald Trump. Never. In personality, in outlook, in work ethic, uh, in, in accomplishment. There's, this is one person that is truly unique to this office and to this country. And he's affected not just the United States, but the world for the better. So what happens after the next four years? Four years is going to go by quick. And then where are we? Who do we have to pick up the torch? Do we have a dynasty in the making? Do we have do we have Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump or even Ivanka? Are they stepping up next to keep the, the torch alive? Is Mike Pence the kind of guy? Has he spent enough time with this president to be able to win the presidency in 2024 and keep it going? Is it going to be Rick Scott? Is someone else going to emerge? We start to see. Look, when when you have a leader of a party, they start to change the party. And never before has a political party been changed more than the Republican Party by Donald Trump. You have people that are clinging, clinging to the old Republican Party. And when I say old, I mean the Republican Party from 10 years ago. You have the Mitt Romneys that are like, we are still not this new party. We're the party that thinks we're better than anyone else, but won't fight to prove it. Donald Trump is the Republican Party that that knows they're better than everyone else and will fight to make sure that everybody knows it. And you're starting to see it bubble up in people like Kimberly Klasick and in people like uh, like, you know, what's her name from um, from West Palm Beach, who won. the. There's all these little the woman in Colorado who wears the gun, the bar owner who's running for Congress. You're starting to see even people like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. They've got backbones that they never had before, and they're growing them because they don't want to be part of the old Republican Party. that got nothing accomplished that had great ideas, but had no way to execute them. They want to be part of the new Republican Party that has great ideas and fights like hell against everybody to make sure that they're implemented. 855-765-1045. Me, Ben Shapiro, and the Hodge Twins. That's a group, huh? <laughs> that's, that's four people that, have, that you'd never think, expect to be grouped together. 855-765-1045 is the number. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs> the things to have a scandal about. Did the president go on supplemental oxygen? Did his oxygen level go down? Didn't it? When was his fever? When wasn't it? What doctor's telling us the truth? What doctor's not? You know, honestly, you're reaching. You're reaching. You're desperate for a scandal every single day. Remember when they wanted to know about his tax returns? Now all they want to know about is uh, his uh, oxygen level and his pH balance or <clears throat> how much uh, urine he's creating. Or I don't even know. There's a bunch of questions that the media always asks. The big news, of course, Kaylee McEnany, White House press secretary, now announcing she has COVID-19. So, of course, there's probably going to be a lot of uh, a lot of media people who are going out to get tested as well. Chris Christie over the weekend announced that his test came back positive. And Chris Christie, get this, not only was he part of the Trump debate team, debate prep team, but he was also part of the ABC News roundtable post-debate. So now George Stephanopoulos and everybody else who's uh, who was on that stage with him, they're furious. They're furious because he came and sat down on stage and did a whole like 90 minute segment with them post debate. So it, it's going to, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be a ripple effect. 855, I mean, a bigger ripple effect than there already, than there already is. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Lynn in Salem, Massachusetts. Hi, Lynn. How are you? I'm great, Mark. How are you? Doing great, Lynn. What'd you want to say today? I just want to say I agree with your uh, previous caller. Uh, Trump actually taught the Republican Party how to fight back against the Democratic Party. What they need to do now is realize that they have the power and use it. And I think uh, pushing through the Supreme Court um, um, pick is they're starting to learn how to use that power. For the last three and a half years, they've just been waffling and, you know, oh, we shouldn't do this because we look bad. But they're right, because if the shoe was on the other foot, you know the Democrats would be pounding this through probably much quicker than the Republican Party. Is. Oh, yeah, they would have already had the, the confirmation would have been held yesterday. You're right about that. They would have had it with no interviews and no questioning. Yeah. They would have pushed it right through. No, so, and that's like, true. When I, see Chuck, when I see Chuck Schumer getting all upset 
and all, you know, Feinstein and all of them, I just look at them and, like, they're such hypocrites Yeah. because they would have pounded this through. Well, when now, the, 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 most, thing, the most telling thing quickly was during impeachment when they, they took all the quotes that they had during the Clinton impeachment. Because they were – and that's the other thing. When you're in office for 40 mm -hmm. years, your words are going to come back to haunt you. And they twisted them mm -hmm. around, and they were on the totally different uh, – totally opposite side of the aisle when it came time to be Donald Trump. Lynn, I'm sorry we have to go because we got to get out of here. We've got the news coming up. I will say this. We just got confirmation that tomorrow – uh, we'll be joined about 10.15 by Eric Trump, president's son, and part of Operation MAGA. We'll find out what the future of the campaign is going forward with his with the president uh, still in isolation. And we'll find out, hey, maybe is there a Trump being groomed to carry on the torch in 2024? We'll ask him that, too. Uh, that's tomorrow morning on the Marque Show. Stay tuned for Traffic, Weather, News, and Rush Limbaugh coming up next. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.